Welcome to the LeedsCon Industry Insider Podcast, where we explore all aspects of today's lead gen industry. From customer engagement and acquisition to lead conversion and sales, we connect with key thought leaders on measurable marketing, consumer behavior, and privacy, plus all the new technologies and trends that shape the industry. This podcast is brought to you by Ringba, the highest rated call tracking platform on G2 Crowd. Check out their new TCPA Shield product and stop lawsuits and settlement demands before they happen. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the LeedsCon Industry Insider Podcast. It's great to have you with us. I'm Warren Pickett, your host, and we are excited to be launching our inaugural video podcast. So if you're listening to the MP3 version of the series, you can go to the LeedsCon website and download and watch the video version. So we hope you'll do that. We are excited to have Ringba as our sponsor today. So thank you, Ringba, which we've titled today's episode, Let People Be People, Let Computers Do Division. And we're really going to be talking about automation, AI, and machine learning in today's marketing and how you strike a balance with the human touch and using your teams to their full potential on the people-based marketing. And joining us today, I'm really excited to have a conversation with Seth Vanderswaa, Industry Director of Advertising Sales at Google, and Don Batsford, Head of Industry at Google. So Don and Seth, thank you both for joining us, and I'll bring you in on video. Thanks so much, Warren. Happy to be here. Thanks, Seth. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining us. You bet. It's great and to Don, be here. Don, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, I've worked with you both for quite a while now. It's great to see you. It's great to hear you. Uh, we're excited to be launching this video podcast. Seth and Don are both scheduled to participate with LeedsCon Las Vegas. So whether we're there in person or virtual, we will be hearing from Seth and Don again in the future. Um, but we really are excited to have this conversation about the balance between automation and people-based marketing and really how you use that to optimize your marketing efforts. So with that, I'm going to turn things over to Seth and Don. And uh, guys, thanks. Take it away. You bet, Warren. And thank you again for this opportunity. You know, um, we're really excited to be involved in this. And, and I'm impressed how, how you all have pivoted to a virtual environment and making this type of content available to everyone, uh, even if the in-person conference is delayed or, or postponed to some degree. Um, so, Don, I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, this should be fun. Um, so to start with, uh, Warren gave our, our titles and a little bit of bio, but maybe you could just kick us off and, and give uh, give everyone a bit more background on yourself, especially touch on the marketing landscape and how you've seen that change over the years, and, and I'm, I'll do the same. That sounds great. So over the last 20 years, I've been in digital marketing almost exclusively, and uh, about half that time, I've had the opportunity to work for myself as an entrepreneur. and. The other half, I worked for other companies such as Google. And what I've seen as a major trend is the change from digital being a strategy to it becoming the strategy. And this yeah. has been true in branding and on the performance side of business. Uh, so one of the things that I've noticed in addition to that is it's also more important than ever to meet a consumer as an individual. Think of them as a unique situation with their own interest, their own considerations. Seth, is that something similar to you? I'd love if you could share your background. 
Yeah, I think that's right, Don. So my almost entire digital marketing career has been spent at Google. I'm coming up on 16 years now at this company. Um, and when I started, it was really just search that Google offered from an advertising perspective and really just desktop search at that. And to your point, there was very little understanding of what type of consumer was behind any given search term. And so it was very hard to tell as an advertiser of what that consumer might be worth to a business. And that's really what I've seen change most dramatically. And as we'll dive into today, companies can be much, much smarter about not only who they advertise to, but almost more importantly, how much they pay to acquire those customers based on the expected values of those individuals. So maybe to give a backdrop, let's let's dive in a little deeper. And, and you can start with, Don, a sense of what the headline of our podcast is all about. I know, I know you spent a good amount of time thinking and talking about some of the dramatic shifts to machine learning and what's behind all of that. So maybe just provide a bit of backdrop for everyone. Yeah, thanks. I, I think it's important for executives and entrepreneurs and marketers alike to understand there's three main forces driving change and advances in our technological world that we're living in as marketers. And as we go forward towards a hypothetical singularity, there, these are data, connectivity, and processing. So you know we can we can dive into each one of these. So if we think about data, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Which which do you think there are more of in the cloud right now? Total photos from the first decade of your life, the first 10 years of your life, or the past month? Is this a question to try to get me to divulge how old I am and <laughs> how antiquated? No. So actually, who's old? Yeah, I know I know the answer to this because I know in the uh, in the last month um, we spent a couple weekends. Uh, up in Vermont with our kids, and I only have to open my Google Photos app to see the literally hundreds and hundreds of photos that I've taken. Um, and I know I, I'm guessing there's not even that many photos from the first year, year of my life, never mind photos in the cloud. So no doubt it's the last month, or that's my final answer to this question. That's great. I mean, you're in good company, and we, we see this with everything from documents to media to user preference data. Uh, 90% of the world's information was created in the last two years. So, yeah. okay. I mean, this is a huge opportunity for companies to draw insights from, um, and then also to have all of this, this insight from the consumers. So if you think that's this giant colossal amount of data that's being now created and increasingly available, then you also think about connectivity. So another question for you. Uh, how many ways do you think you could access the internet right now if you were to stretch your arms out around your desk? In my room here? Um, let's see, I'll do it. I can get it three different ways in my room. If I if I go 10 feet outside this uh, room to the next, there's another one. If I walk upstairs, I'm guessing quickly, I bet there's four or five more. If I go in the garage, there's another. Uh, probably up to 10 or 12 pretty quickly uh, just in the house alone. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, but that's the world we live in. And uh, there is this is a fact in everyone's life. It, you're seeing that there's more devices per person. There's more people on the Internet. I love this staff from Intel. They estimate there's a right around 200 billion connected devices in the world. And they're uh, all increasingly on high speed connections. And that is not a finite number that's going to get even larger. So the world we, we live in is more connected and uh, at higher speeds and by more devices than before. So you think of data, this connectivity, and then the last big driver and change is processing. 
you think about this data and this ability to connect becomes really powerful when you think about the leaps in the ability for computers to, to do things um, through machine learning. And what's most important is that the machines now have the ability to self-teach without any human oversight. And right. this has been done almost at no cost. Um, for example, you know, we have the opportunity to talk with executives a lot and quite often we'll mention something like TensorFlow, which is a Google product. Uh, that's free. And you think about this creates a situation where you have end-to-end -end machine learning platform that's available to everybody around the globe. So we can see applications in big fields such as medicine, climate science, um, public health. Yeah. But what I would love your thoughts on is how do you see these trends shaping the world of digital marketing? Any thoughts you can offer there would be great. Yeah. Sure. So you mentioned the importance of data and, and that's where it all starts from, right? And, and the computers need data in order to process it um, and make um, make better decisions based off of the patterns that they're able to derive. And not surprisingly to anyone listening to this call, marketing produces a ton of data. Um, and harnessing that data is, is the crux of this in order to make better marketing decisions. So let me just focus on search advertising as an example for a moment to get at how data has transformed the approach that we've seen. So for a long time, the search term or the keyword was really the most powerful signal that marketing had ever seen. And it still is really powerful. I, I'll ask you, Don, uh, you bought a TV not too long ago, right? I did within the past year, yeah. I imagine you did a few searches in order to understand <laughs> brands, I, components, OLED versus QLED, et cetera, et cetera. I used a very popular search engine for many years. Yeah. And, and I did as well. I, we, we purchased a TV not too long ago as well. And I'm guessing the searches that we did, if you were to actually go and look at our query paths towards a purchase, I, I bet the searches we did were not too dissimilar. Um, and that's really important because those searches meant a lot to what we were looking for and companies and, and retailers were able to connect with us. But as we both know, and I think as everyone would agree, like we are more than just our search terms. We are individuals with unique characteristics. And that's true of every consumer. So where they live, where they work, maybe what else they've purchased recently are just a few of the myriad signals that can factor in to really help determine how truly valuable a potential customer is and as a marketer, how best to speak to that customer. And I think that's where the machines come in. So humans can't possibly make sense of all those signals, all that data to compute the potential value of one customer from another and do it in real time. But machines can't. And they can do it really well by recognizing the patterns that exist in all that data. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Recognizing patterns and also adjusting quickly when user behaviors change. Yep. Uh, for example, in the current situation, there's, a, there's so much volatility today. But because these data pools are constantly being refreshed and they're so large, uh, machines have the ability to make these real-time shifts and react increasingly faster than human beings could. Um, even in dynamic times like we have today. Exactly. And I think something that's worth mentioning, so you brought up the moment in the pandemic that we're in and, and the economic crisis that we're experiencing. Um, and I think something that's worth mentioning here, especially amidst this environment, is in, in seeing the surge in worker furloughs and layoffs as companies face increasing financial pressures, is will this move to machine learning just exacerbate the job losses that we're seeing? Is this automation going to replace people in jobs? And I'd like to offer an emphatic 
no, capital N, capital O to that idea. I've spoken to CEOs and CMOs about this. We've done presentations and research about it as well. And I'd really challenge any executives listening to this podcast to think about not how they'll replace their teams with machine learning and see that as inevitable, but rather how they'll repurpose their teams. Because as we've talked about and have seen in practice, machine learning allows for amazing advances in efficiency and performance, not just in marketing, but in all aspects of business and increasingly in life. But the reality is technology, that technology will become commoditized. And then the real competitive advantage is the strategy and the ideas for a business, for a new product line, for a new service. And those ideas are developed by people. And I think as we've seen in past technological revolutions, there's going to be a net increase in job creation and jobs uh, being created in categories that might not even exist yet. And it's the decisions that get made by people about where companies need to go and move in order to thrive that will be the real differentiators for, for companies. I think that's right. And I think that ties in perfectly with the title. Let people be people. Right. Let computers do division. Uh, you need both. So machine learning allows for the transformation in organizations that is that efficiency, that ability to, to make those, those calculations uh, in real time. But, but people are the critical differentiator. Uh, companies will win in the future because they build products that utilize those insights, they adapt to a world full of connectivity. Um, I think it's really interesting when you think about people are the ones who say, what's needed? Where are the gaps? What new service offering experiences could be created to shape the future? There's an expression that uh, makes me smile. It says, rather than cutting thinner slices, let's bake a bigger pie. By championing the efforts of people and leveraging the abilities of technology, I think we can. We can build a, a bigger pie and uh, that's right. Yeah. And I think we've seen that play out in various ways over the decades. I, I think you just pick one example, like the PC revolution and no doubt at the, at the onset of the PC revolution, I'm certain that that articles were written about the, the coming loss of jobs. And while jobs did get replaced in certain areas, like maybe data processing and others, ultimately the pie got much bigger, like you were just saying, and many, many more jobs actually got created whole categories of jobs that didn't exist before. And I think we're going to see the same thing uh, as machine learning becomes part of every aspect of a company, including in the marketing function. That's great. Uh, that being said, what other changes do you think these shifts will have in the marketing sphere specifically? Yeah. So I'd love to get a little bit more detailed here because I think um, to answer that question, you have to start with what's the impact on consumers? Because marketing at its best is valuable inf uh, valuable information for consumers, right? Providing them with helpful information and opportunities at the right time in the right ways to towards things that they need or want. And without that, as we've all experienced, advertising is annoyance, but with it, advertising, I think, is super powerful. So as a consumer, I'll ask you and I'll ask the audience, have you ever had an ad that just kind of speaks to you? It seems like it gets you. It's talking about something you want or need. Um, there's a tremendous example of this. Burger King did uh, not too long ago a traffic jam Whopper campaign where they used real-time traffic data to personalize messages to drivers in specific cars and broadcast messages on billboards in the area to let them know how much longer they were sitting in traffic, that they might be missing lunch or dinner, and that Whoppers could be delivered to their driver's side door <laughs> as they were sitting there stuck in traffic. And that's a, obviously a very specific example uh, but I have had similar serendipitous moments with good advertising. And 
And I think that's what more and more consumers will experience as they see fewer irrelevant ads and instead see ads that address their needs and wishes in the moment. Uh, I love the thought of a bespoke future. Right. Uh, when we see ads, the ads are, themselves are, are tailored and more appropriate, uh, allowing machine learning to do things to just to, to not only just when an ad shows up and, and who it, we're showing it to, or even how much we're paying for that uh, placement. But I think about the, the context of, of what that ad will look like and specific elements building one just for that person in that moment that's uh, really well done and we have a chance i think to uh, have more meaningful conversations and, and communicate the value of a product or service uh, and why why someone should care about that business that's, ex that's exactly right and i'll reference uh, a study here for any b2b markers out there google conducted a study with forrester of b2b buyers and and over 40 percent of them indicated that they they chose actively chose not to purchase from a brand they were considering because they felt the information wasn't personalized or tailored enough to them and their needs. And I think machine learning in all aspects of digital marketing uh, can really help that and make that better and more tailored to every individual. So we provided a lot of backdrop here, Don. Um, how about we offer a handful of concrete steps? Uh, if you're a digital marketer, what can you do to take full advantage of this massive, massive shift towards machine learning and automation? Well, I think modern advertising and our work within it, it starts with the data. Obviously, we mentioned these major mm -hmm. trends. And so data accuracy and then integrating all of that into the system. So I think share with any of these systems what your source of truth is. Yeah. If I could chime in there, I think um, making sure that the, the business you're in believes in that data. In other words, um, making sure you engage with other functions across the business to align on what the data is, what the values are, and that those values are correct and understood and agreed upon. I think it's really important to engage the CFO in this conversation. I think historically in companies I've worked with, the marketing function can be seen a little bit, looked at a little suspiciously by other functions, especially the finance team. So it's really important to engage the CFO and their team to validate and align on the value of a, of a customer and the lifetime value of that customer and the business metrics that are being pursued and really ensure that everyone is agreement on the desired outcomes um, and the metrics that will measure success. And in my view, you know, it should be, let's make as much money as possible. Uh, but you have to agree on the fundamental values that are being put into these systems so that, um, so that the machines are, are then allowed to pursue the right goals and right outcomes. That's, that's a great point. And, with this right data in the system as a foundation, marketers themselves can then go and use features that leverage machine learning, such as data-driven attribution, so you can understand which parts of your uh, different channels should get credit for a conversion. If you think about automated bidding, it allows uh, for many of these decisions for what the value of that interaction should be, whether an impression or a click. I personally have seen something like TROAS, which is a target return on ad spend, it double profits. You know that may not be typical. But it's something where you could expect somewhere around twenty percent gain in, in profitability. I'm sure you've seen something similar. That's right. I, we see it often, and uh, simply by making smarter decisions about where to place an ad in front of which types of customers, um, and what that ad says to the. You know, I think one of the last uh, levers here we have is automated ad creatives, right? 
So not only showing up at the right time, but seeing the right things in that ad and something like responsive search ads in, in, in Google search uh, product can provide a meaningful uplift in click and conversion volume. Yeah, I think the responsive search ads is a great example of how we were talking about earlier about those bespoke ads. It takes a number of assets and it combines them together for that one instance, that user in its own situation. I think it's really powerful. Yeah. So with, with techniques, you have your, something like your data-driven attribution, you have your automated bidding, your customized ad creatives. Uh, that allows the humans to focus on different things. Um, you know, what, what kind of elements you might have in creative? Mm-hmm. If data quality, are you assuming that, that this is going to be a static amount of uh, data that's going in, or do we need to pull in other elements in there? And then I think critical is that an understanding about consumers and how can you help cultivate a higher LTV? There's an example, I think, that's really powerful of Allstate. They realize that 70% of their current customers use digital to research their policy. Right there, automated bidding and data-driven attribution are going to be critical. But they also realized that one in five of their um, these prospects didn't know that they had other products. They didn't know that they sold other things except for the one that they were engaging in. And that's a huge opportunity. If you think about yeah. there's uh, a giant opportunity for cross-sell and upsell within lead gen, retail, and in all industries that, uh, that are leveraging these technologies. Totally agree. Um, so 80% of their customers really didn't know everything that they offered and what was possible to do or buy from a, a current provider of their of their insurance. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, when you think about only one in five knew what they actually had to offer, that's not a big percentage. So, yeah, great. So that's a, a great example of what machine learning can do. And I think a great place to wrap up. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident we both wholeheartedly agree that machines will power the next wave of next wave of performance in advertising. And any advertiser who's not embracing machine learning technology and deploying it across their marketing efforts is likely to get left behind. But at the same time, as we've talked about, and as you just mentioned in the Allstate example, any good good organization needs to let people be people and make decisions that people can uniquely make. And especially at a time like this, when so much is shifting in society. And in the economy, it's the people who need to really clarify who the company is, what the company stands for, what the values are, and why customers should care about them. And ultimately, if and how the company should pivot to change and and adapt and evolve and meet the needs of the future. Do you agree? I completely agree. I think it's, it's it's a bold point of view to say that this should be something that you actually lean in on your teams more rather than think that it's uh, some time to move beyond humans. I'm I'm dying. Great. Well, this was fun, Don. Thanks for chatting. I enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you both. Um, You know, now I'm going to have to go research TVs, uh, count how many internet connected devices I have around me uh, and maybe go get a Whopper for lunch. I don't know. Um, But uh, thank you both, Don and Seth, in all seriousness. Uh, you know, this is a great discussion, obviously very timely. Um, Don, I love the analogy of, of building a bigger pie because there is so much opportunity out there using the intelligence that you're able to gather and put it uh, to use for good. So um, great, 
talk, guys. I appreciate the insights. Always helpful. Uh, thanks again to Ringba for sponsoring today's episode. We hope you'll subscribe. We hope you'll continue to check out the podcasts that we do in the future. And uh, we hope everyone is, is well and safe. And uh, we'll be talking to you all again soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of LeedsCon's Industry Insider Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for the latest news, insights, and the best takeaways you need to drive your performance marketing to the next level.